Five minutes. Your awareness may be powerful enough to control your instincts. Your instinct will be to remove your hand from the box. It's your girl, Mish, and welcome to another episode of the Love Mish Podcast. question your eczema do you think you can just rinse off do you need to shower every single day can you just do it once a week once a month these are just questions i'm just asking okay so now we're gonna go over clean the new science of skin by james hamblin i got up to page 22 and i just wanted to review a few of it with you guys now this one (laughs) <laughs> this was going to take some of y'all that. If you made it this far, this might be it for you. All right. Five years ago, I stopped showering. I told you. Let me say that one more time. Five years ago, I stopped showering. At least by most modern definitions of the word. I still get my hair wet occasionally, but I quit shampooing and conditioning or using soap. Except on my hands. I also gave up other personal care products. Exfoliators, moisturizers, deodorants that I have always associated with being clean. I'm not here to recommend this approach to everyone. In a lot of ways, it was terrible, but it also changed my life. I like to say I stopped showering for some noble virtuous reason, like becoming an average American shower uses around 20 gallons of perfectly good water. That water then gets filled with petroleum-derived detergents and with soaps made from the palm oil farmed on land that would otherwise still be rainforest. He has a very bad point there. The body care products transported around the world in fuel-burning ships and trains contain antimicrobial preservatives and plastic microbes that end up in our lakes and streams and make their way into our food and groundwater and back into our own bodies aisles upon aisles of products are sold in pharmacies across the globe and plastic bottles that will never biodegrade these are my people And that end up floating together like islands in the oceans. Islands that whales try tragically to mate with. That last bit about the males isn't true, I hope. But the rest of these are global effects of daily bathroom habits on the scale of 7 billion people. Now, what did I say? 7.9, let's just call it what it is, 8 billion people. That I had, hadn't had really considered when I first stopped showering. For me, it started simple. It wasn't even really about showering. I had just moved to New York where everything is smaller and more expensive and more difficult. Not long before, I had left a career practicing medicine in Los Angeles to try becoming a journalist. 
against the advice of pretty much everyone. I was transitioning from a profession that promised a half million dollar salary into a globally imploding job market. I had moved across the country and was back at the bottom of the professional ladder in a studio apartment with no clear clear path in, in any direction, much less forward or upward. A mentor to- told me to not start climbing again unless I knew my ladder was against the right wall. When I first read that, Spirit was confirming to me that I am going to be beginning a new <laughs> journey and because I get to see what journey I want to begin, make sure it's a one that I want to climb. And I was like, okay, I hear you. So that was for somebody. That was for somebody. He left a promised half million dollar salary. <laughs> so that he can climb a ladder up the right wall. Now, if that doesn't speak to you, I mean, I don't know what will. He didn't mean stop showering, I don't think. But I saw this as a moment to take stock at everything in my life. In the process of this existential audit, I considered the possessions and habits that I might at least try going without. I cut back on caffeine and alcohol. I disconnected my cable and internet. I sold my car, limiting anything. That could be an overhead, reoccurring, mindless cost. I toyed with living in a van because Instagram made it look so glamorous. But I was discouraged by my girlfriend and everyone else in my life. Even though I wasn't spending a lot of money on soap and shampoo, I did think about the net amount of time that went into using them. Behavioral economists and productivity experts will sometimes qualify the additive effects of small choices to help people break habits. For example, if you smoke a pack a day in New York, you spend about $5,000 a year. Over the next 20 years, you uh, would be expected, with expected cost increases, quitting could save you almost $200,000. That's a fucking house. If I see anybody smoking and they don't have a house, what? I know you on. That's crazy. If you stop getting so much Starbucks, as I understand it, you could have a second home in Bermuda. If you spend 30 minutes per day showering and applying products over the course of a lifelong 100 years, For purposes of optimism and ease of math, you will spend 18,250 hours washing. At that rate, not showering frees up more than two years of your life. Friends and family suggested that I would have trouble enjoying the extra time because I would feel gross and unkept. My mother worried I would get sick from some germs that I felt to clean off. Maybe I would miss the basic humanity of the routine that compels us to take time for ourselves, that gives us at least some semblance of power to present ourselves as we wish the world would see. Or I miss a ritual of taking a nice warm shower and emerging each morning like a new person ready to face the day. But what if none of this happened? What if I actually got fewer colds and my skin looked better and I found out better and i found other better routines and rituals what if all of those products in our bathroom shampoos to remove oils from my hair conditioners to replace them soaps to remove oil from my skin moisturizers to replace them 
were mostly effective in getting us to buy more products. Conditioners to... Okay, let me start over. Shampoos to remove oil. Conditioners to replace them. Salt to remove oil. Moisturizer to replace them. Effective in getting us to buy more products. How do you really know if you've never gone more than a couple of days without them? I know what it looks like not to shower. I know what it's like not to shower. Goes the most common reply from skeptics. And it's not good. To which I say yes. I know what it's like as a coffee drinker to go without coffee. And it's not good. I know what it's like to go into a party where I know no one. And it's not good. I know what it's like to try to run a marathon without training. And it's not good. I also know what it's like to slowly use less and less caffeine and to come to feel at home in new social circles and to build up to running 26 miles without yearning for the sweet embrace of death. The more gradually a human body eases into these endeavors, the easier they are to do and even to enjoy. Changing daily cleaning habits could be thought of the same way. Over the course of months and then years, as I gradually used less and less, I started to need less and less, or at least to believe I did. My skin slowly became less oily. I got fewer patches of eczema. I didn't smell like pine trees or lavenders, but I also didn't smell like onion body odor that I used to get when my armpits used to be plastered with deodorant. And I suddenly went a day without it. And my girlfriend put it, I smelled like a person. Initially, skepticism turned to enthusiasm. I am under no illusion that I never smell bad. But it happened less and less regularly, and I started to become aware of the patterns. Breaking out or smelling bad usually coincided with other factors like stress, sleep deprivation, generally not thriving, out at my family's tree farm in Wisconsin on the vacation hiking in Yellowstone, when I might go for days without indoor plumbing, I was almost guaranteed to smell and look decent. In the indolence of winter days, barely moving except to get to the front office, I felt squalled and smelled accordingly. Essentially, I became more attuned to what my body was trying to tell me. It seemed to be telling me not so much wash me and go out as go outside move around be social etc my body still sometimes trails off etc it was possible for me to stop showering in large part because i was born with extra credit in the engraved currency of acceptability in america i'm a white male who appears generally healthy a relatively young and can afford clothes that fit and they aren't tattered or may even purposely be, and to wash and change them regularly. Regularly, I'm literate and fluent in the dominant local language. All of these things, among others, mean that I move through the world, assault from expectations to look a certain way in order to perceive as someone who belongs. Even when I am not showered or groomed, I'm unduly likely to still be seen as competent and professional or welcome into a restaurant. In other words, I barely have to do anything to be seen as clean. The social standard that long plagued value on such things are intertwined with other things. The history of hygiene and 
sanitation. Some ideas about cleanliness are nearly universal, driven by a sense of disgust, revulsion, and have evolutionary roots in the disease avoidance and self-preservation. But others go far beyond the science of infection, disease, or toxic exposure. Routines adopted to protect ourselves from diseases have become enmeshed with routines that are socially determined, passed down through complex belief systems that determine where we fit into the world and to help us hit the right balance of belonging and uniqueness. And even our most personal desires about caring for our bodies have been influenced and manipulated by larger power structures. Can you read between the lines, people? In the course of working on this book, I also got a degree in public health, finished a residency in preventative medicine. This relatively new specialty considered itself a counterbalance to a medical culture that has come to focus too heavily on reactive solutions and narrow temporary treatments that leave basic cause and fundamental problems unaddressed. It focuses... It focused instead on how to prevent disease before it starts, which often comes down to insurance people have access to the basic things like decent food, clean water, and communities where they can safely lead, engage, active, purposeful lives. Health means different things to different people, but it always is associated with a certain level of freedom, especially financial and temporal. Oh my God! That allows people to live well and to focus on relationships and meaningful work. I felt that in my soul. That basic philosophy made me only more curious about the money and the time that we collectively invest in skincare and the standards that define what's acceptable. Many of these can be traced to an industry that has for the past 200 years sold us promises of health, happiness, and beauty. And all matter of acceptance based on literally superficial fixes. And so I ended up on a multi-year journey through the history of science of soul, destructuring the fortunes, the products, the beliefs that had spawned from the soap boom of the 19th century up to the modern skincare industry. After talking to microbiologists, allergenists, genetics, ecologists, estheticians, bar soap enthusiasm, venture capitalists, historians, Amish people, international aid workers, and a few straight up scam artists, I came to believe that we are at the beginning of a dramatic shift in the basic concept of what it means to be clean. And you know what? I want to say, fuck being clean. What does it mean to be healthy? Because if clean equals unhealthy, that's not clean. Healthy should equal clean. Clean should equal healthy. The global market for soaps, detergents, deodorants, hair care, and skin products is now valued in at the trillions of dollars. So if they focus on us not needing that, that money is going to go out the window. And we know one thing rich people love is their money and how to get more the fuck of it. So if telling the truth is going to mess up their money, they ain't going to do it. 
they ain't gonna do it and it kills me that they get away with lies all the time lawyers all types of people that you can think of all types of laws and systems that can help them get away with it and they do time and time again but let a little guy try it nope it ain't gonna fly i hate that i'm sick of it sick of it okay so let's see the parade of bottles and tubes and vials that line modern bathtubs and medicine cabinets cabinets suppress the collection of yesterday's monarchs much is sold to us not as luxury but as necessity the industry has grown as it has grown to an unprecedented height largely on the promise of defending our bodies from the outside world as the scope and intensity of global cleaning practices has escalated we've been oblivious to the effects on the trillions of microbes that live on our skin scientists are only now learning just how these microbes influence process throughout our bodies the vast majority of our skin microbes seem to be not simply harmless but important to the skin's function and so to the functioning of our immune system the skin microbe represents a new and important reason to reconsider much of the received wisdom about soap and skincare and to think deliberately consciously i want to say about the daily habits many of us undertake in the pursuit of health and well-being the skin and its microbome are the interface between our bodies and the natural world. First line of defense, our microbes are, part, are partly us and partly not. Our growing understanding of this complex, diverse ecosystem has the potential to completely change how we think about the barriers between ourselves and our environments. This book in the end is an invitation, that's my word, as a projector i always uh get invitations and i i accept this one to embrace the complexity of the world around us and our skin even if you don't stop showering and i agree with that just even if you continue to shower every day you just read this book and learn something you can still do so much with the knowledge that you have than you could before so just because you read something doesn't mean that you agree you can read simply for the knowledge and still take us take your stance but you can take your stance with more truth and honor because you know what you're standing against or for or just have listened to versus no knowledge at all. I hate that. That, is, that, that makes no sense to me to disagree with something or to deny something or to discredit something when you have no freaking idea. That just that bothers the heck out of me. And just probably because I just love to read and learn. Okay, so... I wrote this book in the years before the coronavirus pandemic, which took hold just as we were going to the press. So you won't find any mention of COVID-19 in the following pages. I want to say, and I quote, the powers that be was like, if you messing with our soap and our mask and our hand sanitizer and our Lysol, we going to F you and your fiance or your wife up. So he was like, okay, okay, okay. Let me do the book and I won't talk about that. <laughs> I just kind of feel like, like, seriously, if you literally talking about 
you don't need to clean in the middle of a pandemic. Why would you even put that in there? But okay, sir. I understand you got to save your family. The stories and principles I share are no less relevant in the new era of pandemic awareness as we recover from one and embrace the next. Maybe more than ever, this is an important movement to examine our daily habits and to be deliberate about what we consume and how we relate to the natural world. I'm hoping that a con a constituent's understanding of microbial of microbial life will serve us well in the years to come. Okay, so I think this was I think that was good because he was talking about how he went and got a facial and I was like, okay, where is this going? Because he was just talking about how good the facial was and yada 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 and how the lady says she needs to clean his face and I was like, where is this going? This went from I don't want to clean to um getting my face done. come back let me skip the part about his face here's something interesting i grew up trying everything under the sun even bleach baths, she tells me, referring to the dubious practice intended to kill any and all microbes on one's skin. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. God made things and said that they were good, right? Good, not as in, in good and evil, but good maybe as in balance. If we have microbes on our skin that are positive or negative, good or bad, that are working together in balance, perfect harmony. Why the fuck would you bleach all the shit? And this is why I don't like antibiotics. They kill the good and the bad. And they will always disrupt my system. And then I will have to come back with a probiotic. Like, no. They sell us an antibiotic and a probiotic. When are we going to look at this big picture? You sell me something that hurts me. And you sell me something that partially fixed me. And I'm constantly coming back like a hamster on a wheel. How about F you and your anti and your probiotic? And how about I just get me some sunlight, some spring water, which I do want to find an actual spring and start drinking from a fucking real life spring and eat real life fruits and vegetables and just get back to nature because they, they got a bitch fucked up. Okay, let's see. It's unlikely a coincidence that the skincare boom is happening at a time when people are losing trust in science and medicine, uh, and often for a good reason. Dermatologists, like many other doctors, are typically scarce and expensive, and many times, and many people feel the profession has failed them. If it can ever be said that the skin is good or bad, meaning uncomfortable, dry, irritated, itchy, painful, or otherwise causing us distress, then our collective skin is getting worse. Rates of inflammatory skin conditions known as atomic dermatitis or eczema are increasing rapidly. According to the World Health Organization, the prevalence of psoriasis more than doubled between 1979 and 2008. Acne continues to afflict people during prime years of social development, and research suggests that it's also increasing in adults, especially among women. 
The cause of these trends are complex, going far beyond the skin itself. For example, a 2018 review of studies in clinical, cosmetic, and investigational dermatology suggests, this is a study, y'all, we don't have access to these damn things. One reason for the increase in acne in women is hormonal imbalances. And I wrote both birth control. So that's definitely what my spirit screamed. Associated with metabolic syndrome, the term for the constellation of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and obesity. Now, remember in the other book how she mentioned skin problems related to other health issues. So here we go talking about hormonal imbalances, diabetes, cardiovascular, and obesity. Like, come on. High insulin levels can cause the body to convert estrogen to testosterone, which signals growth factors in the skin and lead to more oil being secreted, changing bacterial populations and fueling a cycle of inflammation whose cumulation is a pimple. Antibiotics don't really help either. And powerful drugs like Accutane carry the potential to cause birth defects. Both of those stuck out to me because I already told y'all how I felt about antibiotics. But you mean to tell me you care about my skin, but you don't care about what this is doing to my ovaries, to my eggs, to this gentleman's sperm? Like, tell me how you care and not care at the same time. Pick one. Pick a battle. One or the other. So you're giving me some. So this pimple is more important than my eggs. He goes on to say, and many users report depression. So all this suicide, this suicide, that depression, this depression. Stop. Stop the shit. We all need to just go on a fast. We all need to drink water, stop using the shit, and just go in the woods and kumbaya. And I bet things will be a lot better because we're away, we're away from the bullshit. In paralysis and eczema, a person may cycle on and off, steroid treatments for much of their life, never finding a definite cure or even knowing when a flare will occur. The overall effect of such trial and error can leave patients believing they might as well take matters into their own hands. Despite, into their own hands, my bad, desire for control and certainty also leaves people uh, wanting preventative approaches. Oh my gosh. Drugs can't claim to treat or prevent specific diseases. And this is why they're killing our holistic doctors. And this is why on YouTube videos, people have to say, I'm not a therapist, da 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 da. Please call this number for help, da da. No. Let's just call a spade what it is. I may not be a doctor. But that don't mean I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because Dr. Sabi, God made him a doctor, okay? Could definitely heal people and took it to the Supreme Court. And what did they do? He ain't here today. He ain't here today. Cured many people. And it's a coincidence that a lot of the people that went public and recommended him, they're gone. Lefi, Michael Jackson. I want to know all the people that he worked with. Are any of them alive? I'm pretty sure that was the whole point of them going to court. All them people information is in the records. Their name, their address, their family. 
And the legal system was like, we're going to have the last laugh. We're going to get all of y'all. It's hard to believe in a system like that. Can't claim to treat or prevent specific diseases. So in other words, you're giving me this headache medicine. You're giving me this cold medicine. You're doing this surgery. You're doing this chemo. But all in the name of you can't claim to treat or prevent. So what the fuck are we doing? It's false hope. But sellers can market these products with claims of improving and maintaining health. I'm so sick of this. I think I'm almost done, y'all. Most of the cleaning habits we now take for granted started relatively recently. Over the course of just a few centuries, social and personal standards for hygiene and cleanliness in most of the world have expanded from an occasional jump into the river to an occasional, I'm sorry, to an, to an essential daily shower or bath. Now to even speak of not showering is, and it's been put on me, not really dinner conversation. Bouncing between worlds of minimalism and maximalism made me curious about an ideal balance. I don't want to start another expensive habit. But I also didn't want to be missing out on something that clearly brings people a lot of joy. So he was explaining how he really enjoyed his facial. Um, so he's so I think instead of just not doing a lot of stuff, he's looking for a healthy balance. And that may be what this book is about. Um, so yeah, that's where I stopped at chap. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm going to keep going. This is page 19. Then he talked about the Atlantic. I had signed up for the Atlantic newsletter. Then they started talking about Ukraine. And I'm not a political girl. I'm not a government girl. Let them demons do what they do. Um, And it just became like too much. It was disrupting my peace. And these days, anything that is not peaceful, you know, that's not on my spirit, it has to go. So... I stopped the article, but you guys may want to check it out. It's so many different topics, and it's called The Atlantic. Okay, so let's see. A woman from Germany named Patricia wrote, I couldn't agree with you more. Hers was a compulsory detox. She went to the hospital with excruciating back pain on Easter Sunday in 2007 and was told that she had a stroke. With 1.5 hands, showering is work, she wrote. I did ask friends and neighbors to please tell me if it smells here, but otherwise, all was and is fine. Apart from the old cat wash, showering is reduced to once a month or so. Her feet stopped smelling and she noticed that her skin and her hair seemed to produce less oil over time, allowing her to go longer and longer between showers. An 89-year-old woman named Claire who wrote from Ontario said that she and her husband who died at age 96, I'm glad that he threw in the ages there, catch the age, they never bathe. She said it as part of a general approach to health. And she attached a photo of evidence that she looks younger than her age. 
She wrote, she wore a white visor and shorts and was waving at the camera. Because of my extraordinary level of exceptional health, maybe because I exercise and eat very selectively, I astonish all who meet me, she wrote. I shoveled the driveway twice yesterday and I didn't, didn't even feel tired. This woman is 89. Now my grandma is 77 and she's in a wheelchair. This woman is 89 and she said, I shoveled the drive twice yesterday and I didn't even feel tired. Honey, walking down the street to the stop sign and back, I'm tired. I wrote back to ask how she came to the idea of not showering. Well, while we were washing so much, she asked, didn't we have wonderful skin which flakes off all the time and cleans itself? And doesn't soap take the oil out of our skin? She saw all of this as a part of a basic life philosophy and, and has become popular of the late. She suggested that I eat like a caveman. Yes, Claire was a paleo diet originalist. Her caveman idea came up often in the responses that I received. Essentially, that modern life is a cause of chronic disease. And if we follow a paleo diet and ate mostly beef and butter, rejecting technology that resulted from the dawn of agriculture, we'd be fine. Though, of course, during the paleolithic era, human lifespans were much shorter than they are today. And there were no cows. I'm so glad that he put that in there. Whew. Paleolithic life was not without its purse. Humans of the time lived in much sparsely populated areas and small communities and caves. They could use the waterways as their toilets without any issue. Many could hunt and gather without depleting their resources. In the process, they were exposed to the elements, the sun and the heat, the cold and the soil, the animals and other people who were not in a modern sense clean. Um, let's see. Each of these humans is in a radically living experiment in concentrating resources and people. Global average life expectancy is now around 72 years. Each of us is expected to regularly use energy and transportation and the products of industrial agriculture, which involve killing trees or burning fossil fuels that fill our skies with smog and particular matter. This makes its way into the deepest parts of our lungs and is the leading cause of cancer and heart disease. The World Health Organization estimates that inhaling pollutants is the cause of 7 million annual deaths. Have y'all seen the commercial about that? The World Health Organization estimates that inhaling pollution is a cause of 7 million deaths, yet there's still chemtrails yet we still have plants emitting pollutants in the air like the trees can only help so much people if there was relatively little chronic disease in the paleolithic era that was part because so many people died of infectious in in injuries over the past two centuries in most of the world the chances of dying of an infectious disease have plummeted meanwhile odds of dying of chronic diseases are greater than they used to be. So we traded infectious disease for chronic disease. Okay, let's take infection and chronic out. Bitch, a disease is a disease. We're still dying because of diseases. Okay, I don't care what new name they want to give it. New name, same game. 
Globally, the number of deaths due to chronic disease is fast approaching three out of four. If we line up four people right now, three of them will die of a chronic disease before the age of 72. Probably if you add in a couple of other factors, way younger than that. Three out of four. Now that is where I stopped. That's page 22. That is alarming. That is actually quite scary. Three out of four. So you got you, your husband, and your two kids. One of y'all gonna live and three gonna die. You get what I'm saying? Like what? Of a chronic disease. That could be heart attack, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke. Why are we getting all of why are we getting so many of these chronic diseases? What is the common denominator? The air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, the stresses, the poison, apparently showering, soap, face, skin care. We get all this BS uh, taught to us, but this you got to go buy a damn book on Amazon to, to find. That's what makes me upset. I don't want to go to the school. I don't want to go to school to learn if Jill leaves the house at 8 o'clock and catches a train going so many miles an hour with the wind gusts of so-and-so. What? That means nothing to me. But knowing that three out of four people are dying of chronic diseases is a red flag. Maybe you need to eat better. Maybe you need to work out. You need to get some sun. You need to... To either filter your water, find you a spring. Like, these are life. This is life-altering knowledge. This is what needs to be taught. So, my kids will not be going to uh, freaking schools. I hope I can find them a conscious school to go to on top of that. I wish it was a damn Egyptian school I could put them in. But if I have to make the curricular myself, I will. Because I want them to learn life-altering knowledge, not BS. And I think it's a joke because the school board is getting paid for each head that goes to that school. Just like the jail correctional facility is getting paid for each head that's in the sale. Do you see the similarity? So if we take the funding out, would school even be a requirement? So let's look at the real truth of the matter. The reason that there's a jail and the reason that there's a school is because of the money. Because there are private schools that you have to pay to send your kids to. And let me ask you a question. If your kid goes to a private school, that's usually a question that they ask on their applications and they let them in those schools. I kid you not. And you can find grants and stuff and send your kids to those private schools. They get to get into those colleges. It's a game all the way to the top, baby. It's a game. And my mom, she listened to some podcast show. She was saying the reason they created the SAT and the ACT was to keep us out of their schools. So first it was race. Black people can't go to the white people's schools. We broke that barrier. What did they create? SAT and ACT. What do we find out later in the news? T 
teachers are bribing, donating, da 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 da, and them babies is getting in. You see what I mean? But if our little baby cheat on the test, oh, they're tarnished. But your mom and dad wrote a whole ass check and you got into school. What What is the difference? Both people wanted to get into school. One of them had money and one of them that did not. They both were deceitful. You know, this is, this is just my thing. It's like, how can a pot call the kettle black? So, yeah, I'm excited to keep reading Clean by James Hamblin and to finish Beyond Soap by Dr. Sandy Sconacci. And Universe is just telling me, hey, look at this soap. You know, look at the fluoride in this water because I don't brush with it. I mean, there's fluoride in the water. I use baking soda and coconut oil, so I don't use the fluoride in the toothpaste, but I do rinse with it. I do need to start getting my own water and rinsing with it, but I definitely don't drink it. I, I filter my own water, and I used to have a shower filter with charcoal, but you have to change it every three months, so I need to look into that again. Well, my best friend, shout out Bestie. She just told me when you take a shower, you could put Epsom salt in the water, and it purifies it. And I was thinking of, um, let me read this to you because it just crossed my mind. This one guy was talking about a shower detox and he was saying how so much gunk was in his shower and he wanted to share it. And I want to read it to y'all. This man said, hot bath detox to remove nanotech parasites, heavy metals, radiation poisoning and pesticides and i'm pretty sure spirit is telling me to do this so i hear your spirit one or two cups of baking soda one or two cups of epsom salt one half or one cup of bentonite clay one cup of borax scrub your body and soak for 20 minutes let the water be as hot as you can handle it One to two cups of baking soda with one to two cups of Epsom salt works as a radiation detox. It gets fungus and yeast out of your body as well. Add one half to one cup of bentonite clay. It helps pull poisons out of your body. Add one cup of borax logic detergent. It helps remove nanonite technology. Scrub down your body 20 minutes in the bath as hot as you can tolerate it. Somebody else said Himalayan salt, sea salt, Epsom salt, one cup of hydrogen. So, Lord, I think that was it. That was it. So, I know this uh, podcast was a little unorthodox, right? Telling people not to use soap. Telling people not to shower once a week or not at all. Let me read that sentence again. Baby started this book out with a bang. You hear me? Five years ago, I stopped showering. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Five years ago, I stopped showering. Five years ago, I stopped showering. Now, since I heard this, what is this month? This has been April, March. I want to say starting in March, I will do my armpits 
and my um, genitalia. And I'll do it once or twice a day with the ivory soap. I do want to make my own soap. I haven't got to the point where I just rinse off and don't use any soap at all. But look, I have hair. <laughs> the hair sweats. The hair has an odor. I haven't reached the point to where he said he didn't smell at all. He just smelled like a human. Because my pits smell like pits. So, I was on YouTube and I remember coming across an African-American mom. She is a holistic mom, wife of kids and all. And she was saying how she doesn't shave like me. And she also, you know doesn't bathe like that and I, I had never even heard of this but if you guys go on youtube there's a lot of people claiming that they don't bathe matter of fact what did i put it under i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to tag it look at god i'm gonna have to tag it so y'all could go find it now which one is it under yes i'm gonna have to go find it now what are my lists what would I have put it under? Oh, I think I put it under Mish at Night. Let me look at my little list. Mish at Night, Relationships, Feminine Hygiene, Yoni Health. No, that's all about the Yoni. Self care. Hmm. If it's not in here, then it has to be under my other one for consciousness. Then it have to be in here. Oh, I know. Thank you, Spirit. Body holistics. Okay, so I, I'm going to have to put a link. Let me see if I can copy. Copy. Body holistics on my Love Mish YouTube. Let me see, read some of these topics. Beyond Soap. Uh, Coco admitted that she only shower a little bit. Um, how often do you need to shower? The dirty truth about showering. Um, why I barely shower. No soap. Water only. Let me explain why I don't shower. Why I don't shower. Why I only shower with water. The health benefits of going. Oh, no, that's not on here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's him. Clean by James Hamlin book review, a conversation with James Hamlin, The Trouble with Soap. Is that what I have? That's another book I probably need to get then. The Trouble with Soap. Clean. This doctor hasn't showered for five years. Don't shower if you want vitamin D. I didn't shower for over a month. No soap for over a year. Her name is Back to Mama. No soap for over a year. 
yeah so i've been look i've been looking at it like okay universe Oh, I need to tell my sister Chlorophyll. She was saying her face had cleared up. Let me ask her. Girl. Okay. So, yeah, to each their own is your body. Do as thou will. We already know the universal laws say that we can't, you know, force people to do something or learn them or teach them before their time. We all have free will, yada, yada, yada. But I am a messenger. I'm dropping a message. May it, uh, may those who have, uh, how I say it? For those that have eyes, let them hear. For those who have ears, let them see. Let me go ahead and wrap this up. So it is 7.9 billion people in the world. Eight. Yet you met me, not by happen chances, a divine meeting. May we guide each other well. If life is like a school, what lesson did you learn today? What class did you take? Did you pass or fail your test or pop quiz? If so, it's okay. Family allows you to restudy an area that you're weak in so that you could try again better than before and pass. Keep learning, evolving, and spreading love. And I hope you see the fruits of your labor. Namaste, love us, stay, and always vibe high, babe. But of course, this is earth. <laughs> this is earth. <laughs> This is earth. So if you vibe low, that's fine. There are so many forms of uh, trauma therapy that I'm learning about. And I can't wait to do a podcast on that. There is art. There is music. There is cooking. There is writing. There is dancing. And so many trauma modalities. I would definitely go over them to help us with those low vibe seasons. But, and you could talk to family. You could talk to friends. You can get a therapist. Please don't give up. Keep going. You know what's so sad? I've been looking at trauma videos, and this one lady, she was doing a TED Talk, and her husband committed suicide on her motherfucking birthday. And she went back and looked at all his pictures and saw how unhappy he was, and she even filed journals. He even had called the suicide hotline before committing suicide. And she remembered him saying that he had two master's degree and a PhD and he was not successful in work and he felt like he should be further along and I will be the first one to say I know how the fuck that feels I know how that feels to have so much potential in you but to constantly be overlooked by who the fuck you be looking at the people around you like really really because I'm not finna kiss ass I'm not finna do this not finna do that oh really that's how we do it because you're not a part of this society and they want clones to fill these roles. I know how that man felt. And she, I don't know, she probably was a breadwinner. He probably was disappointed because his kids, there's really no telling. We all handle things different. We all have different sensitivity levels. Point being, he just had had enough and he was out of there. She didn't even open up the birthday gifts that he left on the counter. And she was so angry at him. But I felt when I looked at that video, she was angry at herself for not knowing. How are you married to someone for years and just not see how sad he is in them pictures? You know how a person look when you take that damn picture? You know, I couldn't even, I'm at gym trying to work my stress away and my phone calls my mom ironically and she's like, are you okay? I couldn't even say, yeah, 
She knew right then something was wrong. So if my mom can do that, I'm going to need my partner to be on the same way. Like, how do you know that I'm not drowning? And she mentioned something else. She was like, he said something, but I thought he was playing. And I wish I just would have got him more help. Because she said in the morning, he was like, oh, your goofy husband, that was her note. And she probably said, I want to bet whatever he said to her. She was like, stop playing. You're so goofy. And that was his out note to her. Love you, your goofy husband. I'm so goofy. I'm out this bitch since you thought I was playing. It's just so sad. So love on the people around you. Things aren't always up. They do be going down. And some of us be riding them waves like surfers. And some of us be drowning. Hoping somebody throw us a damn life vest. This life is so crazy, but it's a school and it's all about learning and you are going to be okay. You're not alone. We are here with you. Just sit in a moment of silence. Just pray to the universe. Ask for those energies to come around you, to hug you, to lighten your mood. There are elements all around you. You have your air elements. You have your water elements. You have your fire elements. You have your wind elements. You have your earth elements. You have your spirit elements. There's animals. There's people so much around us that can help us we just don't tap into them there's crystals there's foods there's music if only we knew all the different uh, forms of help around us they just programmed us to think doctor is the only one no god didn't god didn't say and go to your doctor He said, I created things and they were good. That means you should be able to look all around you and find good things to help you. Because apparently the doctors are killing us as these two books are eloquently stating. And you know what? They can't be as bold as they want, but they are clearly saying what the fuck they are saying. And the facts are backing them up. And I understand that they have families and stuff to go home to, but it's not, I don't know if it's just me, but it's really not hard to read in between the lines. You have this beauty, this beauty industry that is making millions, but all, all of a sudden people's skin is sensitive. Make it make sense. Then you have this soap and we're supposed to clean, 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 but we're messing up the microbes on our skins that are supposed to be helping us it's like really so yeah um what else i say oh that was it always vibe high babe and if you don't that's okay just don't wallow in it so i thank you guys for listening if this is your first time i hope you took were able to take something out of it and i hope you continue to <laughs> join me on future episodes if you are returning hey love I know this one was a tough one, but just just hear me out and let the seeds do what they do. Um, And I hope to see you on the next episode as well. You guys take it easy and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Hey, love, and welcome to the Love Mish podcast. I am your host, Mish. There are a billion people in the world, and I'm just one of them. And welcome to my podcast, where I share my thoughts, opinions, and ramblings, and sometimes I'll have guests, and no subject is off limits. So let the conversation begin. Mimi, go Mimi. It's the Misha podcast. Hey, go Mimi, go Mimi. It's a Misha podcast.
Thanks a billion for listening. You can reach me on other social media platforms at www.linktr.ee forward slash L-U-V dot M-E-E-S-H. I hope you have a better than great day. Love ya. Talk to you later. Mwah. Bye. Go Mimi. It's the Misha Podcast. Hey, Go Mimi. Go Mimi.